We're going to do this. Uh, I got a couple of passages uh, in that same chapter I want to read. Uh, so we need you in Luke chapter number one. We need you in Luke chapter number one, verses uh, 13 through 19. And then we're going to jump down to verses 30 through 38. Actually, uh, Luke 1, 13 through verse 20. And then Luke 1, 30 through 38. So when you get there, say amen, if you will. Verse 13. But the angel said to him, um, yes, do not be afraid, Zacharias, for your prayers is heard. And your wife, Elizabeth, will bear you a son, and you shall call his name John. And you will have joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth. For he will be great in the sight of the Lord, and shall drink neither wine nor strong drink. He will also be filled with the Holy Spirit, even from his mother's womb. And he will turn many of the children of Israel to the Lord their God. And he will also go before him in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the, to the wisdom of the just to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. And Zechariah said to the angel, how shall I know this? For I am an old man. And my wife is well advanced in years. And the angel answered and said to him, I am Gabriel, or Gabriel, who stands in the presence of God and was sent to speak to you and bring you these glad tidings. Verse 20. But behold, you will be mute and not able to speak until the day these things take place, because you did not believe my words, which will be fulfilled in their own time. Now jump on down to verse number 30, and we'll go to verse 38. Then the angel of the Lord said to her, her being Mary, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor. Everybody say favor. favor. With God. I love that. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the son of the highest. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom, there will be no end. Then Mary said to the angel, how can this be, since I do not know a man? And the angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also that Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. Now indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age, and this is now the sixth month for her uh, who was called barren. Verse 37, for with God, nothing will be impossible. Then Mary said, behold, the maidservant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Father, help us as we study 
in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated in the Lord's presence. I am so excited this morning. I believe God has a word in season this morning. Uh, I think uh, when you see me take off my jacket, I got work to do. Hallelujah. Uh, so y'all need to be praying for me this morning. Hallelujah. Uh, I am just, I'm so excited because, uh, as you well know, I talk about this all the time. And uh, Christmas uh, season is a, it's a wonderful time for us to really dig into the lives of these people to see how God used them. And, uh, and so we have been doing that the past several weeks. And we looked at John the Baptist uh, last week we talked about uh, Joseph, uh, the one who was somewhat obscure, but we, we actually brought him to the forefront last week. And today I want to talk about Mary. And if you want to title this sermon, it is Mary and the power of faith. Everybody say faith. Faith, faith is so extremely important. You know, when I think about the kingdom of God, and I know you feel this way, too, because you're Christians. And one of the things that God is always trying to do is he's trying to renew our minds. I believe sometimes, oftentimes, you know, when we get saved, and you get saved, you're saved. But when you come into the kingdom, uh, lots of times we still struggle, even as Christians, with the same old mindsets. I mean, you know what I'm talking about. In other words, you've been saved. God saved you. He delivered you. He's giving you eternal life. He's giving you all of that. But then, you know, we still battle those old mindsets that we bring into the kingdom of God. And the problem with an old mindset is that it's in conflict with the way that God thinks. Now, so we want to be a people, for an example, that really uh, uh, thrive in the things of God. Everybody say thrive. When we, if we want to really be a people that thrives in the things of God, how many know you got to do things God's way? See, we got to do things God's way. In other words, we got to think like God. The book of Ephesians says that we are to be renewed in the spirit of our minds. All right? So what that simply means is, is that we got to change the whole way that we approach kingdom things. Because unless we do that, we will miss out on what God really wants to do in our life. And so God is always working out the pride that is in you. Everybody say pride. We all got that stinking pride. That pride that says that I somehow can do it on my own. And Christians are really good at, at, at sort of hiding our pride. Because we can come to church and we can even pray and act like we're humble and act like we are really trusting God. But in essence, we're really not a lot of times. Because the pride of man, we always find ourselves saying one thing, but then we're trying to pull things off in our own power and in our own strength. In other words, God help me, but then after we get up from our knees, then we got to go to work. We got to make it happen. We got to make it happen. And, and, and you know everything about the Christmas story. You know, how many know that they did nothing really? It was all God. God showed up. God decided that he wanted to bless. And so we got to get rid of our pride and we got to come to a place in the things of God whereby we say, God, I am totally relying on you. Totally. 
It doesn't matter what you're going through. It doesn't matter what your situation is that you have to have total reliance on God. I believe God. I believe God. We don't have a problem. I'm going to tell you, the biggest problem that the church has today is it's a belief problem. We don't believe God. Not like we should. So we come to a place, that's particularly, I'm speaking about myself, you've been, in this, you've been in this thing for a little while, and after a while, you start thinking to yourself that, that, that you're, you're really making a way. That, that you're really kind of, uh, you know, you're kind of pulling this thing off, you know. Uh, you kind of sometimes want to pat yourself on the back. And the Bible clearly says that if any man glory, let him glory in the Lord. If you want to boast, let your boast be about God. I mean, no, it should never be about you. Everything that God does in your life, you ought to shout to the world, God did it, and I'm here to let you know. Oh, brother, you're blessed. How did you do that? God did it. Let me tell you how he did it. Oh, brother, I see things that really change. How did that? God did it. I talked to some of the great uh, leaders I knew in the kingdom. And if you really, even, even these, these pastors who have these, uh, what we so-called today, mega churches. And if you strip down bare bones, strip it down, and listen to what they're saying, they can't really tell you how things happen. Not really. What they can tell you is, I just believe God. I, 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 just, I just believe. I just decided to take a risk. I just decided to trust and believe God. We have a belief problem in the church. And so one of, the, one of the indications that you know that you have a belief problem. Oh, oh, somebody say, somebody say, help me, help me. Somebody say, help. Y'all got to help me this way. Y'all cannot look at me. I will not tolerate you looking at me like that. You're going to have to help me preach today. I'm not going to. The devil is alive. We need to change some stuff up in here. Now, understand some things that many a time, one of the indications that you're not believing God is you're full of worry, doubt, unbelief, and always negative. Oh, I'm going right to your door today. See, here's the thing. How many know that Jesus said, out of your belly will flow rivers of living water? One of the ways that you know that you're not trusting is that you're just always Beat down, dragged, mad, not in faith, in doubt, in unbelief. How many know if we really believe God is in control, we ought to be lifting up our hands, hallelujah. There ought to be some faith coming up out of here saying, man, wait a minute. This is what it looked like, but my God is about to do something miraculous. I'm believing in my God. You see, we got to come to a place. Listen, God did not, God, it is not the will of God for you to walk around stressed, worried, and beat up. You ain't going to win nobody to Jesus walking around like that. You are out of your mind. Either we're going to believe God or sit down. See, faith. See, here's the thing what God wants us to know today. God is saying to us, the Bible says that the eyes of the Lord go throughout the entire earth looking for somebody that he can show himself strong. All God needs are people that will believe him. 
We don't believe God like we should because the Bible says out of your mouth, you know, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. If you want to know somebody in faith, listen to what they're saying out of their mouth. I can tell you real quick where you're at. And we in the church have become tolerant of it. We tolerate unbelief. We tolerate doubt. Like it's, and we wear it like it's a badge of honor. Not realizing that the devil is stripping us of our inheritance. God want to do something amazing in your life. You got to stop walking around, beat up, pick your head up. Who are you serving? Hallelujah. It offends the spirit. Let me tell you, you want to offend God's spirit? Let me tell you, nothing offends God more than his people who don't believe him. Unbelief, boy, you want to stop God from working real quick? Don't believe him. Oh, don't believe him. Oh, don't believe him. You see, that's why the devil want to keep you off your knees. Don't pray. Don't pray. Don't, you see, because here's, here's what the devil knows. The devil knows that the more you pray and the more you talk to God, the more you are affirming your faith in him to do what only he can do. The devil wants you walking around trying to pull off some stuff by yourself. Some of you have been working and you're tired because you've been fighting in the flesh and you can't accomplish anything for God in the flesh. I'm going to tell you something. The flesh will wear you out. You're trying to do the things of God in the flesh. I mean, you know, it's, 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 it's amazing. But, but, but I, I, I was yesterday, I, I, was, I, was, I was at this funeral, and, uh, and this, this young man I told you about last week, he got killed. Um, and uh, he was killed in this uh, car accident. And his dad got up there. He's, he's a pastor friend. He's, he's a pastor. And he began to talk about his son. And the girl who was driving the car, that, that the car that, 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 that crashed, she obviously was the driver, and, and her son was in the passenger seat. And, and, and could you imagine what this girl is feeling right now, right? She's sitting there, all the guilt that the devil will try to put on her. And that dad is stood up there. And I'm going to tell you something. And I knew it was a God moment. That, 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 that pastor, his father, stood up there and called that lady out and said, and said, you haven't done anything wrong. We have nothing against you. God is with you. It is God's will. If God wanted to keep him, God would have kept him. But you need to know your best days are ahead of you. You need to pick your head up. We love you. And not only are you going to keep running track because she was running track, she's going to run harder and you're going to run faster because she began to wonder if I ever do this again. Amen. And he began to set that little girl free. And, and let me tell you something. It wasn't. It wasn't. Let me tell you something. You know when it's a God moment. Because, see, that was a faith thing for him to do. See, he had to step out of a place that was very hard, and all he could do a couple of times, he was, oh, you know, he, it was hard, but he stepped out in faith. And he believed that even in that, God was going to get glory. And in doing that, doing that, he set that girl free, and I felt the power of God. God is moved when his people believe him in the most difficult of circumstances. God is moved. He's moved when his people would say, though you slay me, yet mm, will I trust you. He is moved with the people who are not stagnant and whining and complaining. It never gets nowhere with God. Read your Bible. 
Never. Oh, you complaining. Oh, you want to tell God. Tell God what? What are you going to tell God? Really? You're going to let government tell God how to feel. Yeah. God is moved by people of faith. Believe me. Hebrews 11.6. I'm going to make a couple of comments before I talk about Mary. It says, but without faith, <laughs> it's impossible to please him. Now, you got to get that in your soul. Because that verse is loaded. That verse, he says, without faith. Without faith, he said, it's impossible. Forget it. He didn't say that without faith, that somehow you will still get God to move on your, on your behalf. He said that without faith, it is impossible to please him. In other words, he's saying if you don't believe God, you cannot really expect God to move on your behalf. God requires faith. He requires, no, he demands it. He demands a people of faith. And we're going to be the church. And see, that means you've got to strip yourself of yourself. You've got to get rid of your stinking thinking. Because without faith, it's impossible. God, you can't, you, it's a waste of your time. And I'm going to show you in a minute. There are many Christians who do really neat little things. They serve God even in the church. And they do some really neat things, but they serve God and have no faith. You know you can be serving God and not believe him at the same time. Amen. And you will stay where you're at. Right. This thing is a thing of faith. Right. It ain't about nothing else, people. It's about what you believe. You see, your life and my life with God is defined by what we believe. Amen. It ain't about what you do. You can't do enough. Right. Oh, good God. You, it's, your life is defined by what you believe as a Christian. It's about what we believe. After all, that's how we got started in this thing, right? Amen. We did get started by believing in Jesus, right? Uh, are, are you somehow going to stop and try to work it out on your own now? No. Uh, you're fooled if you do that. Now, he said, not only, not only is it impossible, he says, but when you come to me, you got to believe that I'm going to reward you. Oh, God. That means he's saying that when you open your mouth and ask me for something, will you please do me a favor and act like you, I'm going to do what you're asking me for? Would you please do me a favor? Because he said, I'm a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Now, if you are diligently seeking him, you're going to get a reward. God is a rewarder. Do you hear me? God hears the prayers of the righteous. God is just looking for somebody who will be rambunctious enough to say, God, I'm ready to take the risk with me. I'll, God, use me. Am I you? A Christian that believed God. I'm going to show you in a moment. Many of us say, oh, I believe God. Oh, I believe God. Oh, I believe God. Really? Why are you complaining all the time? What you fussing about? If you really believe God, what's the problem? Well, I'm just human. You keep staying stay, stay with that spirit. Because Let me tell you, that's a trick of the, I'm serious, I'm, I'm not joking. I'm just human, and, and, and you know, and God, God don't understand that. He said, because he told you, 
He told you that without faith, you can't please me. Oh, you got to just simply believe, 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 believe. God is saying, I'm going to do the work. Do me a favor. That's right, baby. Shout hallelujah. God is going to do the work. Hallelujah. All God wants is to let, he just wants, all he requires from you is believe me. Amen. Is there anybody in the room that believe God? Amen. Is there anybody in the room say, God, I, I believe him. God, I, I, I believe you because we go nowhere unless there's some faith in the house. You go nowhere in your walk with God unless you got faith. Some of you are dealing with some horrific stuff. I know life has been thrown at you, but the standard is still the same. It doesn't change. Oh, oh, God got a different word for your situation. No, he don't. No, the word is the word. It's applicable in every situation. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will never pass away. Never. So God doesn't change, hallelujah. As I look at this thing, I begin to realize, I'm like, God, wait a minute, hold up, wait a minute. Wait a minute. And, and you know, this thing can sneak up on you, and before you know it, you're trying to muscle yourself into getting some things done. How many of you have been trying real hard and ain't getting nowhere? Oh, oh you, you've been just trying to work it, but ain't nothing happening. Stop trying. Start trusting. Start believing. Start, start professing. Start making a declaration of faith over your, Let me tell you, do you want to get God's attention? Believe him. God will stop, right? He'll stop. But see, what we, we are seasonal believers. <laughs> seasonal, depending on how the season goes, to determine whether or not the depth and the level of my faith. Depending on how things go, I believe some things are really bad. It's all the same. So now we got to talk about Mary. I'm almost, look, I'm, I'm, that's my introduction. Y'all got to help me. I'm, okay. Um, okay. Zacharias, okay, a priest. So we're talking about Mary, right? Mary and Zacharias. I'm sure you're a contrast here. Annika, let me, I don't want to, you got to get this. This is a priest. Now, if you're a priest, you figure you ought to know your Bible a little bit. You figure if you're a priest, you ought to have kind of known or had read about, heard about Sarah and Abraham, you know, how God Amen. brought about the seed through folk that was well advanced and aged. So Zacharias, he's serving the Lord in the temple. You remember I said you can be serving the Lord and no faith. Zachariah's serving, man. He's the altar of incense. All, he's doing all that stuff. And all of a sudden, God shows up and he gets afraid. Like, oh, wait a minute. I won't expect that. <laughs> if God showed up for some of us, we'd be like, oh, man, hold up. We'd be shocked. Like, I, you really listen? I didn't know who God. You, you, you think, you see, you can get to a point where you go through the routine. And then God just decided he's going to show up for real. I wonder, will he find, Jesus said, when I come back on the earth, will I find faith on the earth when I come back? He said, when I come back, am I going to find people beat up? Oh, woe is me. Am I going to find people who are standing up, walking in faith, declaring the power and the glory of God? Zacharias got a word from the Lord. See, the angel said, Zacharias, guess what? Man, your prayers have been heard. You know that thing you've been praying about years ago? Some of you prayed about some stuff years ago. Don't you give up on God. Amen. Listen, listen, just because there's a delay don't mean there's a deny. Mm -hmm. 
How many know? So, so Zacharias, he said, Zacharias, your prayers have been heard. Now, you, you would think at that moment, that was the time for that brother to jump, shout hallelujah. I'm going to have a baby. Boom, boom. I have a baby. Me and my wife Elizabeth, we're going to have a baby. No, no, he don't do that. For the angel shows up, Gabriel shows up and say, say, brother, your prayers have been heard. Not only are you going to have a son. You see, God was setting that boy up for... See, y'all got to get this. See, sometimes when God is delaying, he's delaying because the, the, the magnitude of the blessing is going to be so huge. It's going to be beyond what you think. That's why I tell you, you got to bless him now so that when it happens, don't try to act. You know, some of you walk around and beat up and then when God show up, you try to act like, I was in faith all the while. Really? No, you won't. We need to be in faith all the while. So, so Zachariah said, you're going to have a baby. And Zachariah, you know what Zachariah said? Look at, look at Luke chapter 1. <laughs> and verse number, is it 18? Luke chapter 1, verse 18. And Zachariah said to the angel, how shall I know this? Really? For I am an old man, and my wife is well advanced in years. You know what he just said? And, and Gabriel had to tell him. You, you read, keep on reading. Gabriel, Gabriel got offended. and said, wait a minute, I came from a throne of God. I mean, I came from the throne of God. I stand in the presence of God. I can't. I'm Gabe. Do you know who? I, and I've come, and you're going to do this to me? You know what the Bible says at that moment? The Bible said that Zachariah's mouth was shut, mute. He couldn't talk no more. He said, don't you? He said, I'm going to shut your mouth and you can't say nothing until the baby comes. <sighs> can't say nothing. God shut him up because God was about to bring about something huge. And how many know if either God's going to use you or he'll go around you? But he ain't going to let you speak doubt and unbelief and craziness about what he want to do. He said, shut up, Zacharias, because you don't believe me. So I'm not going to let you leave this temple and go back out there and tell the people, you know, the Lord told me I'm going to have a baby, but, but I don't really believe it because we're kind of old. How is that going to happen? God said, shut up. Let me tell you something. There was, one, there was one place in the Bible, I believe Mark chapter 9, where Jesus prayed, prayed for a little girl. And right before he prayed for the little girl to, to ride, the girl was dead. And right before she, then there were some folks who were in the room that were mocking him, laughing at him, saying, man, this girl is dead. What's wrong with you? Jesus put them all out. Get out. He said, get out. He wouldn't even, now you would think now, well, God is God. Let him just stay there. They can stay there and just watch what God do. God says, no. Jesus said, get out. Out. He put them out because an atmosphere that is tainted with unbelief hinders the move of God. It's like kryptonite to God. Is that right? Kryptonite? It's like God is, ugh, God can't do nothing with that. How many know God can, if you're one of those persons that, that will just, you know what, going to speak death to us, then you keep speaking death. But how many know that some, sometimes you got to guard against it? Because let me tell you something. The devil will have you suck the life out of what God want to do. And God told, and, and, the, and the angel told Gabriel, Gabriel told Zacharias, Zacharias, don't talk. Don't talk. You're, you're going to be mute. I thought they were interesting that God just shut his mouth. 
I thought that's why. God, why would you shut the brother's mouth and he can't talk? I mean, you can still, I mean, God could still, you know, bring about the baby, right? Whether Zacharias opened his mouth or not. Couldn't God do that? God said, no, I don't want this stuff going around. Let me tell you some unbelief is like cancer. It spreads quick. The only way to deal with it, you got to kill it right away. Oh, somebody say amen. amen. You got to kill unbelief right away. You can't play with it. You can't toy with it because it's flirting with your destiny. Come on. It's messing up your stuff. So when you start hearing people talking crazy, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Get one of the ushers. Put them in the closet. Cut the lights off. Black blindfold them. Do whatever you got to do. Shut them up. I'm kidding. But I'm not kidding. We got to shut up doubt and unbelief. Amen. So Zacharias was mute. Now, Zacharias was able to talk again when God did what he wanted to do. But God wasn't going to have the atmosphere tainted by unbelief. Now, look at Mary. So Mary, right? She's a young girl. She, she ain't no priest. And Mary, angel, come to her, say, Mary, you're going to have a son. His name's going to be Jesus. He's going to be great. Hallelujah. I mean, no, that's, 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 you really got some favor, right? I mean, favor. Amen. The Bible, when the Bible says Mary found favor, I mean, no, she found favor. But you know what? I know some folk try to prop Mary up like she's perfect. Mary wasn't perfect either. She was a human. She was, she had, she was sinful in the, in the sense that she wasn't perfect, and God just decided to use her. Watch this. So Mary... When she hears, her, whole, her first thing is, or she hears this thing, she, the Bible says she kind of marveled, like, wow, what, 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 what is this? And her question was, how can this be? Because I don't know a man. Now, what she did not say was, oh, God, this can't be. It's impossible. I can't have a baby unless there is some action. That was the pre-G version of it. But Mary said, Mary is asking, well, 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 how, how, what do you want me to do? Because, you know, Mary wasn't, you got to remember, she was hearing this for the very first time. She's a young girl. So her question was more of a question of, okay, God, I want to do this, but, but how are you going to make it happen? Because obviously you're a righteous God. I can't go around and do anything, right, until I'm married. Come on. Come on. It still holds today. Fornication is sin. Oh, I might have lost a couple of you. Come back. I don't care what they tell you in the school. If you're sex, if you're having sex and you're not married, it's wrong. Amen. I don't care. I don't care if I love him. I love her. I just love. I just love. Nothing changes. <laughs> we're either gonna do it God's way or we're not. Come on, somebody. Amen. That's right. And so Mary's response was, watch this. Mary responds, look at, look at, look at, look at verse, what verse I want you to look at. Look at verse number <laughs> for 38. Then Mary said, behold, the maidservant of the Lord. Watch this. Let it be to me according to your word. Ain't that deep? Mary, let it be unto me is what she said, according to your word. In other words, God rebuked Zacharias, the priest. But Mary, Mary said, okay, God, this sounds a little crazy, but <laughs> God, that's okay. Let it be. Let it happen. I'm ready. And you know what happened? God blessed her. God blessed her. Why? Because God blesses faith. 
and you see the difference between the two. Mary was, Lord, I know you want me to do this. How do you want me to do it? Zacharias was more like, man, I'm a little too old for that. How many know ain't nothing too hard for the Lord? You got to believe that. Ain't nothing too hard for the Lord. And so Mary, and then you find in later verses, Mary started praising God. Now, mind you, she praised him, ain't nothing happened yet. And she started praising him. And and she started just worshiping. And she just started just blessing him. And and God, God rewarded that faith. Which are you today? Are you a Zachariah or a Mary? Hmm. Got a little quiet in here. Let's keep on going. Jesus said this in Luke chapter 6, verse 28 and 29. Now hear this. (laughs) Mm, We're almost done. Hear this. They said to him, what shall we do that we may work the works of God? (laughs) Jesus answered and said to them, this is the work of God, that you believe in him and whom he sent. See, it's that human, that, that, that human mindset, right? What, 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 can I, what, what, what can I do? What, what can I do? You would think Jesus would have came up with a whole list of stuff, right? He says, believe. Believe. Believe in God. See, our job is not to make it happen. Now, I want, I want you, everybody, I, want, I need your attention. I need you to stay with me right now. Stay with me because we ain't done yet. Stay with me. See, watch this. Our job is not to make it happen. How many of you guys saved by your own strength? How many of you think you're going to be kept by your own strength? How many know that your righteousness even, you can't take credit for that? Your so-called righteousness, because you can't be righteous in yourself. Righteousness comes from God. It's our faith to believe. (laughs) You see, what we've done is, see, work should be, watch this, work should be a byproduct of our faith. In other words, work is, I just simply believe God, and I, and I, and I, and I just flow with him. I flow with the spirit. But, 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 but make, no, make no mistake about it. It ain't my job to make it happen. You see, what we've done is we have made faith a byproduct of our work. So what we sometimes end up doing is saying one thing, but then we try to take matters into our own hands and make it happen. Well, I've been trying for so long to get rid of this habit. That's your problem. Well, I've been trying so hard. Well, how I many know that you got to come to a place where you realize that you can't change you? This is going to be liberating for some of you today. This will be liberating. How many of you got some things about yourself you don't like? Uh, I got even a couple laughs in that. All you have to do is have a willing heart. Watch this. Pastor, you mean to tell me that I just need to believe God? Yeah. It was amazing. I, 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 was, I was sitting there, I was thinking about this, this and, and God just began to reveal to me because, because sometimes we come into a place that we, we feel like that it's up to us to kind of to do stuff. How many you know that if, how many, this church will not grow because of you and your great personality, your great works. It ain't going to grow because of my good preaching. It ain't going to grow because of how well you do. It ain't going to grow the church. Uh, It ain't my job. I know some of you say, it's pastor's job to get the people. No, it's not. No, no, it's not my job. You see, he said, believe. 
Everybody ought to be believing for God. If you want a barren marriage, believe God. If you want that person fixed, pray to God about that person. And while you're doing it, make sure you check your own box. If, watch this. Well, if you got an addiction problem, pray and ask God to deliver you. The gospel is the power of God unto salvation. All God is saying is, believe me. Believe me. Pray to me. Talk to me. Let me change you. You know, one of the things that kept me out of the kingdom for so long was I just, I had this thing in my mind. I can't do that. I can't change that. I can't, man. I don't want to be a Christian because you're asking me to give up too much. I can't do it. And you wrote what? You're right. I can't. God is looking for people that will believe him. You know, there's a couple of verses I didn't read, but let me just, let me just read these to you real quick. Watch it. The Bible says that um, Hebrews 1038, the just shall live by what? Okay. Not only are you saved by faith, but then watch this. After you get saved, you keep living by faith. Everything in your life is a faith walk. It's all a faith walk. You want God to do something for you? Ask him. Believe him. Pray and then ask him and God will move. See, it's, it's not about us. It's about him. Amen. See, the work of God is to believe. Bigger church, believe God for it. You want more righteousness in your life? Believe God. How many know God is big enough to change you? Come on, somebody. You can't change yourself. You can't. You need to get on your knees and say, Lord, and I, I pray it all the time. Lord, here's a problem with me. I got this. Lord, I need God. I need you to help me because I can't do it. And let me tell you something. Some time I passed, and all of a sudden I know the thing that I have problem with or the thing that I, I like or whatever it was that was troubling me. All of a sudden I see it change. My heart changed. My mind. How did that happen? I believe God. How many of you really believe God? You believe God for righteousness comes by faith. Righteousness don't come by you trying to do the best you can. Well, I'm going to try real hard to quit smoking. And you got patches. You got all kind of stuff. You, you, you know. And people, when they smoke, I'm going to tell you, they get up. I mean, I've seen people like in minus 50, 40 degree weather smoking. I mean, cold outside. I'm like, man, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> If you want to quit, here's what you do. Say, God, I want to stop. No, you got to want to stop. God, I want to stop. And guess what? God will help you. Now, you're sitting here looking at me, you look at me like, I don't believe that. That's your problem. Righteousness comes by faith. God fixing. See, God, this church will grow not because it will grow because we believe God, that God will make it grow. Not me, not you. God will make it grow. Amen. Everything that you want, you want God to move, give you a, whatever it is, ask God to help you. Why? Because God says that he wanted so that no flesh will glory in his presence. Amen. That's right. That you can't even go back and pat yourself on the back and talk about what you did. No, no, this is all. The, God, the way God does it, God does it so that he gets all the credit. I'm sorry, but if you want a little bit of credit, forget it. God ain't giving you zip, zilch, none, because that's our problem, right? We want to take some credit. Man got to take credit. But you know what? God is requiring belief. How many know that Mary, Zacharias, they believed? Well, Zacharias had a little problem. He doubted. He got rebuked for that. 
But you got to understand, all of that was happening there in those passages, who was doing it? God. It was just, this was a God thing. Who's going to work and move? How things are going to really change in your life? Some of you got some problems, some things in your life right now that you need to change. And, and God sent me here today to tell you, believe him to change it. Don't you try, just trust me. Because I mean, most of the time when we try to get involved in stuff, we mess it up anyway. We make it six, seven times worse. So back off. The Holy Spirit sent me to hear this morning to tell you, back off. You want to quote that? Quote that. Facebook that, Facebook that, tweeted that, back off. The Holy Spirit said, back off and let me do the work. Just trust me. Trust me. Believe me. I'm bigger than your problem. I'm bigger than your circumstances. I'm bigger than that thing that's sitting. I'm bigger than that mountain that you're looking at. I'm bigger even than your addictions. If you trust me. How many say, God, I trust you? Watch this. Hebrews chapter number 11. Verse 1. This is the last verse and we're done. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Now, I want you to get that in your soul. Faith is the substance. Everybody say substance. Here's my question to you. What are you hoping for? (laughs) Yeah, what are you believing God for? See, hope is your vision. Hope is the thing that you see. See, when God was working in Abraham, he would tell Abraham, Abraham, do me a favor. Step out and I want you to look up. You see, Abraham, can you number all those stars? He says, so shall your seed be. In other words, what do you see? Hope is what you see. So faith is the evidence of things hoped for. And so, so whatever you're hoping, now if you're not hoping for nothing, then there you go. Nothing. Is anybody hoping for anything in here? Is anybody believing God for anything? He said, 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 how do you get it? Faith is the substance. Are y'all with me? The tangibility. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. I got to hope. I got to believe. Hope is my vision. That's what I want. That's what I see. I want you to see something this morning. I want you to see Open your eyes and see. Some of us got, we don't see. But open your eyes. Whatever you're hoping for, now put faith to it. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. The evidence that I have it is that, watch this, watch this, I believe I have it now. That's faith. Faith says I have it now. Have it now doesn't necessarily mean that tangibly. It just means that I know that God's going to give me this. Why? Because I'm hoping for it. Well, Pastor, what if I miss God? Well, let me tell you something. Let me give you a word about that missing God stuff. I know one thing about God. That I'd rather be, the Bible says the steps. Everybody say steps. The steps of a good man are what? Not you sitting on your butt ordered by the Lord. He said the steps. So watch this. So whatever I'm hoping for, I need to watch this. I just need to move in faith and move toward it. But see, I can't say I'm hoping for just sitting there and, oh, I might miss God. Don't you worry about missing God. How many know that at least if you're making some steps, if God needs to adjust you, he'll adjust you. 
and some, every now and then, how many know we, we, we get off course? And God will, God will bring us back. But the point being, you can't worry about, oh, what do I miss, God? What I do know is this. When you know that you know that what you're praying is in the will of God, in the way of God, and what you're asking God is in keeping with what a child of God ought to have, you ought to have faith and believe God for everything. You ought to believe him for crazy stuff. Step out on the deep. Believe God for something you never thought possible. Believe. Here's what God is saying to you this morning, church. He's saying to us, believe me. Believe me. I am the star of the show. Jesus. You ever go to movies and they run all the credits? Ain't but one star of this show, baby. It's Jesus. Uh, uh, the rest of the crowd, you, 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 listen, listen, listen. He doesn't let you come along and he bless you, but let, you got to understand that, that when you're at a place where you trust God, I'm talking about radical faith this morning. Some of you, some of you got to believe. Some of you sitting there, I don't know if you believe. I'm looking at, I don't know. Either you don't believe or you're tired, one or the other. But faith, move God. You're hoping. And while you're hoping, you keep walking. You keep walking. Steps of a good man. You keep running. You keep running. Steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. And, and I mean, you know, God will bring it to pass. God will make it work. God is going to make it happen. Why? Because I'm believing God. I, I, I just cannot see my God ignoring a person that will believe him like that. God will not. God is going to reward you. He's going to bless you. Do I have anybody believing the Lord in the house today? Come on. Every head is bowed. Every eye is closed.